Welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views, they are amazing. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. We got some special views tonight. First and foremost, my man, fresh in the building. What's happening? Another beautiful day in Zamunda, as we say. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start uh, freshening up. Another beautiful day in Wakanda. We out here live and direct. Um, I guess you guys hopefully will be listening to this either Friday or Saturday morning. Um, if that's the case, uh, Wakefest is going down on Saturday, which would be February 15th. Uh, myself and um, DJ Sage will be soundtracking. It should be quite the splendiferous way for you to celebrate your post-Valentine's uh, festivities whatever you did and you could uh have some more fun on saturday if you are in the winwood maya jemmy area that's 305 uh we will be live and direct so come on out support your boy enjoy yourself we here yes sir and shout out to the crew man shout out to the hat say that what's the what's it again oh main brain music is the click me and um dj sage as well as a few other djs but uh you can check the brain little uh bass uh um symbols over there all that good stuff you know we out here man i'm trying to stay awake we here though <laughs> there it is there it is and bj down bottom man what's going on all good man bless and highly favor glad to be here man absolutely first and foremost we got to say happy valentine's day out there to all our listeners uh, to all our single listeners make sure you hit up my man fresh he got all of the relationship <laughs> tips he's doing it big <laughs> for valentine's day he already told you what a groove is hey, so meet him out. there Run him out. Eat him there. Please do. <laughs> I'm not scared at all. I'm ready. Um, yeah. You know, I got to make an addendum from last week. I had uh, <laughs> I made a statement. It ain't even involving that. Ironically, though, I had somebody who told me, you know, I kind of um, insinuated taking addiction lightly with my statements about uh, being able to uh, kind of, you know, push your way through uh, stopping cigarettes and saying that, you know, hey, it's about stopping um, purchasing them from the store. I don't want to, by any way, shape, or form, try to take addiction lightly or act like, you know, there is some true way to, to bypass addiction. It was more along the lines of just figuring out ways um, to different ways to, to kind of figure out how to bypass those steps and not make uh, yourself always think about the large task at hand and figure out more bite-sized ways to accomplish what you want to. Yeah, man, and I think the listeners should really appreciate that. One thing, uh, we always appreciative of the feedback. We grow from it, we learn from it, um, especially with my man Fresh and, and Taylor and the message. One of the things you'll get from him though is like he has a like, you know, uh, it's like, okay, stop doing this so you can get to doing that, you know what I'm saying, type attitude, you know what I'm saying? It's real, it's almost matter of fact. So, you know, it could kind of rub some people the wrong way, but it's all out of love, man. You know, we want to see you be your best self and definitely can't take that addiction situation lightly at all. So no disrespect meant uh, on the 13th floor. Hopefully all of our listeners, you know, take that in stride and we can move and grow from it together. No diggity, no doubt. Yeah, man, and sticking with the love theme, I want to shout out uh, a few of our um, <laughs> longer standing relationships, man, because here, on on, here on the 13th floor, you know, you got BJ here and Gina been going strong. How long now, sir? Officially, it's 14 years, about to be 14 years. 
Okay, so what's the unofficial? Because I think that's even more, that's almost as important, if not more important. Um, officially married, March 18th will be four years. Oh, so you did that backwards. So we got the unofficially 14, and then the official marriage and stuff, that's four years. Yeah, going on four years. Yeah, yeah so that's black love at its best, man. You know, you got me and Chris, we've been doing this thing since 2007, so we coming up on 13 unofficially and officially unofficially been married since probably about 2015 or, or so 2016 i would say so that's another three four years so it's just a true testament to what uh you know we as uh black folk can accomplish in our, our relationships you know whether it be marriage or otherwise you know there are true examples not just celebrity marriages like the beyonce and jay-z's of the world or or Will and Jada. So I really want to take this time to really shout out those strong bonds and strong uh, relationships, marital, whether it be official, unofficial, you cohabitating, you know, whatever your situationship is, uh, we definitely want to highlight that because that is huge for our community and it's a lot of people out there um, that need to see that and know that it really, really exists. Kudos to y'all. Hats off. <laughs> <laughs> and my main man, freshman, playing the field for about, what, two years now? Uh, yes, a little over two years, almost uh, a little over three years now, I think. I don't know, man. We out here. I'm enjoying life. I'm not a, you know. What are the drawbacks do you see, you know what I'm saying, from that situation, if any at all? What, uh, drawbacks of what? Being single? Yeah. I, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll be honest. Um Currently, I, I I don't see any drawbacks of uh, well, I won't say I don't see any. You know, everybody um, enjoys companionship at at times. You know, everybody enjoys you know, especially uh, you know, hugs, kisses, affection, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, but I, in general, you know, I can't say that I am um, uh, you know um, um, sad or. In, in any ways distraught in my um single nature and and yeah i mean yeah I, I can't say there's like you know true defining downsides that that keep me up at night or, or keep me um anything besides you know enjoy life fresh of <laughs> <laughs> i see i see i forgot what i was going to ask you as a follow-up because i was listening and i'm just like man that's just the the sound of somebody who's just comfortable you know what I'm saying, with themselves. And I, I hear so often times where it's people, you know, they feel like they got to be with somebody or next to someone or in this relationship. You know, I even know people that jump from relationship to relationship and don't take that time, you know, in between to really love themselves and understand themselves and be comfortable, you know, in that space. I, if I could tell um, my single brothers and sisters anything at all, I would say the biggest way or pathway towards finding your actual soulmate or whoever you know you truly are supposed to be with is really finding and loving yourself and being okay and um really accepting of yourself that's what shines and what will attract what you um desire and what you really want is when you are okay and, and living your best life you will attract somebody who's meant for you and uh supposed to provide that you know next piece of you uh enjoying those next steps of your life so if i could preach or i don't want to say preach but if i could uh say anything else to all you single people out there uh hounding or trying to search for 
a loved one, I would definitely suggest that the first person you identify and love is yourself and you find a way to do that vigorously, continuously, and all the time. You know, one of the things that I find that's most interesting for me being a not single person for so long is the online dating game thing. And I'm always like interested in people's stories or whatever. Do you get into that at all? Often, oh, man, I, I tried it all, um, especially when I first, uh, <clears throat> once I first got over the shock of being uh, single and, you know, was seeking ultimately affection and, and just, you know, trying to get back out there in the field, I will say that it's definitely, um, it's different, man. It was, it was <laughs> definitely a shock. The first opportunity I, uh, you know, jumping on Tinder um and first off just having to identify yourself provide a profile pics and 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 what you're going to say and all that other stuff and then just the there's enough pressure trying to speak to um a female you're attracted to in a in an open setting when you get uh the the open book of your mind trying to figure out something witty to say to them and the after you've sat there and looked at this picture and now you kind of feel like a creep and you're trying to figure out something that doesn't make you sound like a creep but you actually look at the pictures in kind of a creep way and so it's like a weird scenario that you're already dealing with and then you know dealing with the the rejection of like you just simply send a hi to somebody and then all of a sudden they they've either not responded or they'll just delete, like they'll, they'll just go away. Like you just go into your account again and all of a sudden they're not there. And so you realize like they were just like, oh, pretty much F this dude. And so then you start taking stuff personal that you realize like, man, I really shouldn't take it personal. She didn't know me, but I, I know if she see me, I'm gonna let her know that she ain't nothing. So <laughs> it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of weird stuff that goes on, you know. It's, it's, on the street. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's a lot of entertainment. There's definitely, um, a lot of interesting people in the world, but um, I will say the it's the gift and the curse of the internet, right? What I always talk mm -hmm. about, you know, it's the the it's 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 awesome because it provides access, and I can remember the the in a sense lack of access, even though my last single time prior to my relationship was when Facebook was first starting, and mm -hmm. so like I was just in that area of having that access where it's like yeah bro you can go to new york and like already kind of meet some people there so you can have some access and ability to you know talk to them and do everything where now it's like with tinder and all these different other applications and stuff that's going on it's very cool the opportunity that you have to kind of be able to set yourself up to go somewhere and, and get that local vibe like that's my favorite way to travel is to get the local feel but at the same time there's some crazy people out there in the world. <laughs> it, it, it is um, interesting, the personalities that you meet. It's uh, refreshing to find out that you um, are not as alone as you may feel and your thought processes are not as um, unique as you may think. But then it's also refreshing to find out that a lot of your thought process processes are as unique as you think they are and that you know there are there like i said there are interesting people out there in the world so it's um yeah it's been um an interesting ride but you know we here i'm enjoying it i have no no corns at all so i not now you got me piqued my interest so without naming location or names like what was one of the crazy individuals the craziest thing you when you can't either face to face or talk to somebody situation you came up with um hashtag bush 
Dag, man. You really put me on the spot. I'm trying to think of what stands out in my mind. I mean, there's all types of crazy scenarios. I mean, just crazy scenarios from the simplicity of, you know, having conversations with somebody, but they're never, uh, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're, you're trying to push the meat face to face to hope that you're not getting cash, catfished, but they never um, actually do that. I had a situation where it wasn't my personal situation, but um, I was hanging out with some homeboys um, and we were all just trying to, you know, find chicks to hang out with type stuff. And he starts getting messages where this chick is a little extra and it was, it was very early and, you know, Hey, what's up type situation. He said, maybe he was talking to her for a week, but my antennas was going off rampant. And next thing, uh, another homeboy winds up having um, the same chick sending him the same exact videos and stuff going on. And this is all in the, like, a day of stuff going on and us trying to find stuff going on. I'm just like, man, this seems real fishy to where this pretty much the chick turns out to be a guy and just lets it like, man, hey, I'm sorry, I'm a guy. I, I, I took these from my ex-girlfriend and xyz i use these i would have let you come over and do things to me like it was situation. so yeah it gets it can get hey, very like loud and weird out there <laughs> on the internet so be safe be thorough like i said my antennas was raised early on in the situation but yeah man it um yeah there's a lot of wild stories out there man. that's the type of stuff you stay with i only want to deal with that stuff a little, yep. a little. that's why it's uh <laughs> it should be it should be it should be illegal like for someone not to disclose that information prior to any type of engagement or the, encounter and and i don't know that's an interesting uh peek into the future right what that those that door that's open right what what will be the punishment that's that that can come <laughs> right? like it's such I, a weird, no I don't even know how you describe that like i know how you describe the scenario but now putting it into like law into you know different situations like that it's it, it really should be but a how do you stop it and and b like how like that's just a lot bro it's a lot we just got to find the code of ethics and you know what i'm saying like that that just has to be like ingrained or whatever but what i was what the other thing i was going to ask you was um the organic nature of actually meeting someone do you find that that is kind of taken away given that one you're on the internet you're either behind your phone or behind this profile so you can pretty much do and say any and everything that you want or create whatever type of persona that you want um versus actually having to meet someone out in a space or organically or whatever the case may be um, yes and no but that's the in a sense it's kind of the beauty of it and it's really more of what you are there for there's some people who like their main goal is to have pen pals their main goal is just to have somebody that they can you know communicate and whether that's because they're in another relationship or they're just too scared to mean anybody or that's just their thing you know it it just is the nature but there are people who like it, it always just depends on on the people who are interacting where it's if you're really looking for a connection then you're really going to force that hey let's meet let's figure out something to do that's kind of like one of the <laughs> one of the golden rules of it if you really are serious about trying to meet somebody or trying to you know 
whatever you're trying to do, it really is about, hey, let's figure out how did we get a, to a face-to-face, -face, whether it's, you know, let's go on a date, let's go have coffee, let's go meet, you know, out, uh, you know, somewhere by the beach, whatever it is, it's, it's let's figure out a way to get face-to-face -face because, yo, catfishing is real and people are, you know, very aware of it and, and always um, questioning, especially when you start having a couple conversations and it's not weird when it's not weird, it's like, uh-oh, is this going to be, you know, is this, is this too good to be true? And are, are you like, you know, are you, are you, um, have you been spying on me? You know, there's so much stuff. I don't know if anybody's seen on Netflix. There's a new show called You. If you haven't watched it, that show is crazy because it pretty much takes you through scenarios of this guy who um, will like spy on this chick and then winds up getting a relationship with her just to like, it's, it's wild. It's a wild story, but it really opened your eyes, especially as a single person to the world of what can happen and what you have going on um, digitally, especially in the world of digital dating. But at the same time, it does not deter me from enjoying, you know, the digital space. I'm not, um, I'm not scared. I'm, I'm cautious but I'm not scared of the opportunity of online. He's consciously optimistic, folks. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there it is. Coach K, man, what's happening, man? Cut your mic on. Welcome to the show. Um, man, I don't know what's happening. My internet is all jacked up. My computer is jacked up. Um, I'm about to st go start a GoFundMe to get a new Mac because I think this one is about to go down. Mac, oh, man. man. Mac that. Oh man, well you're right on time, bro. We were just about to get into the emotional affections uh, displayed as uh, <laughs> the emotion, emotional aspect of us as men, displaying and expressing our love and affections for our loved ones, be it kids, significant others, and such. Um, and it's crazy because you know how we typically get pegged as the less emotional or less emotionally expressive um partner or i guess uh entity within any relationship uh but it could also be misconstrued or misunderstood uh because i think there are a variety of ways us as men black men go about showing our, our love our care affection and sometimes you know we may show it in unconventional ways um so that's that's kind of where we are right now uh you can feel free to jump in and add since we missed you for the last 15 minutes um, I, I will add by uh, once again um, expressing our love and admiration uh, for Mama Jones uh, because I don't know if she heard us last week. She might have tuned out because by the point we we did that, um, Fresh was in full um, display of his love and and affection. <laughs> This um, is like the others. biggest hater I've ever seen. Like, why do you put salt on a wound? Like, why are you bringing up old stuff? Like, what is the like? I don't understand. What is your purpose in life right now, man? Why are you you're such a mean older brother, dog? You were so mean. That was clever marketing to make people want to go listen to the last episode to see what it was. That's all it was, man. I, I no. No shots fired, no hits below the belt, none of that. I, just I don't know to make what sure ulterior world goes on in that head, man, but I promise there was zero people within this podcast or in our listening. 
that did not take that as a stab in the side of fresh. <laughs> no, man, you just sensitive, man. There was there was no Our stab. viewers know this. So to say new news. <laughs> There was no, there was no stab there. Um, all right, so I'll bring it back to to the to the content that we're talking about. So what what I will say is, it's funny how people want to see the emotion and the sensitivity, but that's not how we were raised. We were raised, oh, you have to be a man. Uh, men don't cry. Uh, men don't do this don't do that but now you want us to show the opposite of that which is open up and be vulnerable and be loving and affectionate and it's not that we don't do it it's just that look we weren't allowed the room to do that when we were younger and then now we're unsure of what exactly is a safe space for us to do that now um, because there's so many external influences, um, so many things, oh man, he's soft or man, is he, um, undercover. There's so many things that now come along. Oh man, is he metrosexual? There's so many things now when you display that softer side or whatever, that it's just, when is it okay? Right. We never really know when it's okay to just display those emotions and, I think at this point, it's like, okay, well, who who has the remote? Who has the controller for when it's okay? And if they could send us um, just a schedule of, of when it's all right, um, that would be appreciated. I think you hit the nail on the head because when we started thinking about this topic, um, that was where exactly where I wanted to go um, about how individuals were raised. Um, and it depends, I mean, there's a lot of factors in that, right? Household environment, community environment. You grow up around a bunch of males or did you grow up around a mix, mix or a bunch of females, right? And your, your perception and your, your reality is different from somebody else who is in a different environment. That environment, same thing you guys talked about last week, right? That environment shapes how you respond to the things, how you interact, how you express yourself. Um, and those environments change over the years and with our different situations, whether it's um, high school to college, to work life, to relationship, to kids, to just dating somebody, whatever, all those different environments are playing off of each other. And like you said, there's no real de definition of that safe place. And then when we get to the point where you may feel or want to do is like, how am I going to be perceived? Um, how 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 is it going to be taken? Um, not taking away anything from anything you've already done, but from this point on, what does that look like? What does that sound like? I think you hit the nail on the head too, BJ, about creating that or defining that safe space. I think we had a a pivotal moment in time as black men where we have to redefine what that space looks like um and the experiences our upbringings like carol pointed out before they all shape you know how we in turn uh externalize that and pass it on to you know the next generation i use myself as an example when you brought this up 
as a topic, BJ, um, I look at, you know, how I raise my kids and different situations in which I have been given feedback as to how I go about expressing, you know, myself, whether it be love, frustration, anger, um, care, and the like. And I do feel like that uh, my upbringing has a lot to do with that. And it's pointed out to me. And it's a stark difference from mm-hmm. what, you know, Chris's upbringing and even her father. Um, now, he's a Brooklyn, New Yorker, man's man by every definition of the word. But he is so outwardly uh, expressive of his love and care to his children. And granted, he has six daughters, five daughters and one son. And his son was like somewhere in the middle. So I think it kind of forced him to show that softer, gentler, you know, more loving and caring and nurturing side. Um, But that's not, you know, kind of how I was raised. I had a military dad and a mom, you know, who ended up being a single mother raising two boys for the majority of our lives. So, you know, when it came to getting us prepared for the world, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about the topic today and I was like, hmm, did I, could I have gotten hugged a few more times, you know, when I was, you know, younger? Did I miss out on some of that stuff? And is that why I sometimes find myself having to reassess how I, you know, go about my daily expression when it comes to my kids and, you know, my spouse and things? So I think, you know, once we get to a point where we have matured enough to not let those outward outside influences, you know, the media, our, you know, friends, our, you know, teenage ways, the jokes and stuff, not letting those things define what manhood, you know, quote unquote is, and really looking at that definition, you know, for ourselves and what does that require? What do my what does my child require when it comes to this expression and this love? What does my spouse require when it comes to this and in my everyday life? True. I totally agree. I think another point is I feel like as males, we do a lot more showing our, our, our love or respect, you know, in the, in the aspect of, of doing, you know, being there. Like I know me, especially I got caught up in my, my, my show. Like I'm here. Like, why are you complaining about things? If I'm like, I'm here, there's no reason. This is like me showing you how, how much I'm in the kingdom is because I am here Whereas females, because from from young, they're watching shows where everybody's saying I love you and, and all of this other stuff and they're hugging and they're doing the stuff where we're watching fighting and, 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 you know, there's no love at all in war and battle. And so when you grow up and females are able to express affection and express how they feel and want to talk about it, whereas males are like, I've already shown you how I feel. Why do I have to talk about it now? And that's where the, the, the friction comes is that males don't, don't, aren't provided the, um, the tools early enough to be able to understand expressing how you feel is okay and that it's, you know, uh, uh, a key part of growing in life and the ability to, to, to express your desires, what you like, what you don't like is, is very key in, in growth and in development. pause no I'm, I'm thinking back to like uh, everything everybody's saying like so when you think back so again I go back to your environment right um i think back to my mom and pops um did my dad tell me he loved me yeah 
Was it like a daily thing where it? No. But I knew he did based on the actions, just like you were saying, based on the things he did. Um, and I would observe him and, and I could tell when things were, no, ma- no matter what was going on, no matter what we did, and no matter what, how much trouble I got into, I always knew that my dad loved me, right? Um, in fact, when I went away to college, was one of the first times my, I remember distinctly, one of my, first time my dad ever told me he missed me. Like, to me, that I was like speechless. But how did you, so you said, even when you was in trouble, you know what I'm saying, or anything that happened, you knew that your dad, what was it that he did? Or what is it that you can remember or call on that let you know that despite any of this, you know, whatever, my dad loves and cares about me. Because, and, and I, it's one of the characteristics I try to, it's still on my kids now. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever happened, it's my job as your father to discipline you. But there's a line drawn in the sand. I'm not gonna hold that over your head. I'm not gonna keep it up. Like, like my dad was huge, right? My dad, it wasn't no belt, no nothing like that. My dad was just, his hand was like twice as thick as mine and about three or four inches longer than mine. Like, Thunder. you get hit. Like I watched him, I watched him slap the bark <laughs> off a tree one time. And after that, I knew I'd never do anything. <laughs> I, I watched him slap the bark off me a couple, a whole bunch of times, right? Um, but it, it was, it's no matter. It was, and again, I, I say that they, not to say that I was, I wasn't abused as a kid. Like most of the stuff, I probably did deserve to get popped a couple times. Um, I, I feel the same way about about my father, where it's like. It wasn't about him verbally saying, you know, how much he loved me. But at the same time, I know without a doubt, you know, my dad would have done anything. He would have easily killed four or five people, you know, for me, for minor infractions. That is, it's, it's also the time though, right? Like my dad was a a, a gang leader. And so it's like his, his thought process was never about, I'm going to, you know, like I can verbalize, like I can't, I can't show that weakness. Um, Just for the record. That is still your dad's outlook on life, just for the record. This is true. Shout out to him, too, because I know he listens as well. So, yeah. This is true. But I, I think the time, the one time, the first time, my dad, when I, again, away in, at UM, my father over the phone told me he missed me, was probably the biggest affirmation for myself that I had ever received up until that point. That's dope. Um, and I just didn't remember the conversation. It was just random. I just called him. He had been outside cutting grass. He had just came in and like just made the phone call. Like he had just walked in the house like five seconds earlier, 10 seconds earlier, the phone would have rang and he would have missed the call. But that one time we would have been out cutting grass or doing something out in the yard or doing all this stuff. Well, together. Say, that's, like, that's precisely what he missed. He was like, yo, man, I wouldn't have been cutting this yard. That boy would have been out there cutting that, that damn grass. <laughs> But again, again, no matter what, how many times he, I, I mean, I can't count and say it was a tremendous number of times he said, I love you, whatever. But that symbol, I miss you, was with me. So again, how you say it, how you do it, it doesn't have to be, I love you. Now I've made the conscious decision now, and it goes back to something Carol was saying too, that when we talk about our kids and changing that narrative or, or making it safe for them to say, say it or feel it, whatever, um, Every night before before I leave, before I, when I go say goodnight and go to bed, even if they're asleep, I whisper, I love you, right? 
when I'm leaving out the house, I left out this afternoon to drive out here for work. Make sure y'all love you guys. I'll talk to you tomorrow night when I get back. I'm going to be calling in a few, whatever. But that's just a conscious decision I try to make to make it to say it's okay. And then one of the other things I do, like, now my uncles, like, my dad was one of 13. Eight of them were eight. So eight boys and the five girls. No, nine and four. Eight and five, sorry. I get mixed up sometimes. It's a lot, bro. You, you, you. It's a lot. Well, like, I make an effort. Like, I actually, on my, one of my drives last week, I called seven of them. <laughs> like, it's a call, uh, uncle, back to back to back to back before I got the phone. I'm only on the phone for two or three minutes. Hey, you want to say I love you guys? I'll talk to you later. I don't expect somebody to say it back, but we got to start changing that narrative, right? And then I think the first time I did that to them, I kind of caught them off guard. And there, what in the 60s? Like, what? what? <laughs> but, but again, it's about, it's about not, again, that vulnerability has to be there um, and not worry about the response in that case. Again, I know we're talking about family members and kids. It's probably different than we talk about a spouse. But all these realms play a part in how we move and, and maneuver throughout our day and our, a major part of our lives. That's why they're important. Very true. And this is a... Um a two-way street, right? So us as males are, are taking the stance of we know that we have to work on the expression piece, but females, we are asking you to um, take on the task of being able to understand we are a work in progress and to not be so hard on us and to have some understanding when you realize, oh, snap, this dude is here. Oh, snap, he folded some clothes. Oh, he, he, he made a meal or he did whatever outside of his normal self. And you know what are in the characteristics of what your guy would do if you were not involved in his life. So be accepting and receiving of those things outside of his character that he does just because he knows he's trying to make you happy by any means necessary. So you you mentioned going outside of the character, and I was just thinking, you know, do you ever feel, or do we ever feel like it's a stretch um, to to do some of those things? Uh, personally, I think it's always it's it's been a stretch to be more expressive, uh, only because it's not something that I feel like I was trained to do. Uh, but reaching the spouse or the child or anyone you know, in the way that they need to be reached. Because sometimes it, it, it isn't, you know, always and I love you. Sometimes it, it, it is an act or maybe, you know, a, a touch or like right now, you know, it's more like, you know, rubbing, you know, Nia's hair because she's got locks or whatever. Just, you know, those type of simple uh, acts or other methods of showing that affection um, that kind of stretch you outside of, of the norm. So do you guys ever feel feel that kind of like a pressure or anything? Let I me tell you. Go ahead. You can think. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the most important things, especially with your spouse to discuss and talk about is your love language, right? Is 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 how do you receive and, and how do you give love? Because I think that's one of the biggest things that people don't have a real conversation around. And there could be things that you think um, you're doing. Case in point, I remember back in, in our relationship where I was doing things like, um, <laughs> it sounds weird, but over aggressively washing the dishes. And it turned out, you know, it was it was creating, um, she, ultimately she didn't like it. It was making her feel some type of way. And like, it, it was a weird conversation where, the 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 me doing it made her feel like I was doing it just 
to do it for her. And it was a weird thing, but ultimately it didn't make her feel good. And didn't um didn't uh make her feel good and it, it it just you know caused friction in the relationship so having that discussion around what things you do or receive as love is very priceless in being able to grow your relationship and understand um especially back and forth what you guys are doing and have a a better understanding so you don't uh cause a need of friction you know i think that's um <laughs> that's something that's key that you just said so from your perspective, and I think everybody else's perspective on here, um, you were making this sacrifice out of love to aggressively wash these dishes. And instead of that being received, it was met with, well, you don't really want to do it, so you must not really mean it. Or, you know, no, that's not what I needed you to do. Um, which is just like, okay, well, you know how much it took for me to decide I'm just going to wash these dishes? <laughs> like, and, yeah, and, yeah. And it's, 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 uh, <laughs> cause I don't want to, uh, play and make it as simple as, you know, just be washing dishes, which she took offense to in the, in the great scheme of things. Cause she allowed other things to be piled inside of that dirty dish compartment that was being cleaned by me. You know what I mean? So it wasn't just about the dishes. It was other you know, things. something else in the sink. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? That she was allowed to go ahead and be on top of that situation. But at the end of the day, yes, me, in my eyes, I was doing that as a piece of, you know, a, a waving the white flag, a, a hey, I'm sorry type of And it, ultimately, there was nothing I felt for me to be sorry about, but it was in the guise of, you know, hey, this is something I know that she gets, uh, you know, whatever, when it's not clean, you know, the dishes aren't done and everything. So let me be a little more, active in doing it, even though I'm the one cooking 99.999999999% of the time. But, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do that. So I'm just trying to show, you know, I'm a loving person and all of that good stuff. But ultimately, yes, like you said, when the dishes were getting done, she was taking it some type of way. And, yeah. Um, allow me to uh, yeah, pull it that up for a second. So the, 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 the stretch right? So um, having a son and him only being three and he doesn't know, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he want a hug and a kiss and he want to kiss me on the mouth, right? And, and that's like a, it's one of them things where I caught myself like, okay, I cannot tell him, no, no, that's not what men do, blah, 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 because it's just his, his pure, just, hey, I love you, daddy, bum, bum, bum. And that's it. So I would say that started out as being a stretch and something that I had to be okay with. Right now, when he's like nine, bruh, for real? <laughs> you know, no Wayne and, and baby? No. Huh? It's just an expression of his love for his pop. Papa. No, no, nah, bruh. You kiss your son's um, from DJ. That point, Say that again? Do you kiss your son? With them, it's like, like everybody is a little bit different. Like Mason, like he, he is that person that like he wants to be close. It's not really, a, it's like a hug. Yeah. So with him, it's almost like wrap right head, like on the top of his head real quick. Yeah. yeah. Cameron is the one that's just hug. He wants two hand hug. Yeah. Madison, you got a, 
That's that's like kills her on the cheek. Like if I if I come in the house at nighttime, it is it's midnight, one o'clock in the morning. But I don't come in her room and tell her good night. If she don't remember the next morning, like it's all hell breaking loose. <laughs> like every and every each one is different though. But I I go back to what you talking about the love language and and I I I read I didn't read the whole book. I ain't gonna lie, I didn't read the whole book. I got through it like, but I cause cause I don't really. But I think we have love preferences, and I think those preferences change over time. And I I think. Um, to simplify it as this is my love language, I like gifts, I like affection, I like this. I think that's not, I think that's oversimplifying it because I I like gifts. What is that? So physically going out and spending money, that's the only way that you think that somebody shows love to you. Like, I, I think it's, I think that's oversimplified. That's my personal but take. I, I well, a gift doesn't it, always have to exactly. equate to I think it, it going out that. and spending money. It does, and I do think always. that, you're right, but I do think you have something there where. But at the same you know, time, there are some people who, that, that, you're right, that, that's exactly they exist. what the hell it is. That's like, yeah, yo, <laughs> you don't spend no dollars on me. I don't feel that you love me at all. Where it, to me, ultimately, the biggest thing about it is being able to open up the conversation, right? To and even about, start yeah. that dialogue is the biggest thing about it. And to even be able to get more, oh, you like gifts? Well, damn, is it that I got to buy you some Gucci stuff? Because I'm going to let you know, chick, that that ain't that ain't how I'm able to get down. Like, the way that my bank account is set up, I'm not going to be able to do that. But if it's just like I enjoy receiving, knowing that I, you put thought into something that you gave me. It doesn't have to be that you purchased whatever it is, but but knowing that you thought about me and, and got me something, I don't care what it is, you know, yo, you got me M&Ms because you knew I was studying today. So, you know, and you know, I, I love M&M, whatever it is, if it's that, that's a, that's the way to open up that conversation and to be able to have that dialogue and to get past just the, I like touching on you. Mm. <laughs> Communication. And you have to understand and break it down because, again, I think, and again, I'm not trying to oversimplify it for anybody out there. Like, I just think it's preferences. Um, but again, the, why do those preferences come? My experience when I when I've set, found somebody or heard somebody talk about that gifts are they, whether they're giving gifts to express love, they never tell you they love you, but they want to. They'll spend everything or take you or buy you whatever it is. Or in fact, that's what they like back in gifts in turn. It's because that's how they were. That was their environment. How people they believe people showed them love when they were growing up. So they received gifts, or they had to give gifts in order to please somebody else. They've developed that. I sometimes I think it's a learned behavior and not natural. That's I, BJ. That's BJ's take. Uh, I think that that's very true, but I, it's it's with everything, right? Like it, it definitely has to be with the environment that you grew up in. If if your dad was a traveling man and and that's how he every Christmas and birthday and when he came back he was he was giving you gifts and that was his way to show that he loved. Then that definitely is what is infused in your brain. Is like, hey, yeah, he got me Nintendo and and Super Nintendo and and you know every Rock'em Sock'em robot or whatever. You know what I mean? Then then that will be pushed and infused into your mind, but ultimately it's about having the conversation and being able to even if that is the the reason why it, it might be another conversation y'all need to have you know where it's it's you don't necessarily need to base love on that but it is ultimately about being able to have that conversation so you know it's better to mm -hmm. to know and find out early 
on either side that, hey, either you expect me to get you, you know, expensive gifts all the time. Like, that's the only way. Like, I already know that's not my mindset. So maybe that is a deal breaker. Or even on the other side where it's, oh, yeah, I do expect you to give me expensive gifts all the time. What do you mean you're not going to do that? I can't be with you. Maybe that's a deal. You know what I mean? But having those conversations are, are keys in, in growth and development in not just in the sense of your relationship, but also just in personal development of being able to understand what do I really like? What, how, how do I express it? How do I receive it? What do I want? What do I need? All of those things are, are important to know. And most people don't even take the time to really like digest or think about it and understand like, oh snap, I don't like that because you know what? I don't, I don't like being touched like that. Or I don't like doing this. So I don't, I don't even care about gifts, you know, and I've never expressed like, I don't want you to buy me anything. I don't need you to buy me nothing. I need you to do the dishes. If you did the dishes, you wouldn't have to buy me nothing. Who knows? There it is, ladies and gentlemen, your second edition of Dating with Fresh, man. We're going to have that thing coming each and every week. He's going to be wide open. No, it's called Ladies Love Fresh. Dating with Fresh. Ladies Love Fresh. Ladies Love Fresh. Ladies Love Fresh. (laughs) I lost my mic. (laughs) Kay, before we go uh, wrap it up or begin to wrap this up, there was something that you said that I don't want to gloss over. And I think that we started down that path and got taken away from it uh, a little too fast. And it sounded like you were going along the lines of appreciation um, and the appreciation for the acts of kindness, love or whatever that are bestowed upon people and them misperceiving or whatnot. Um, how after being on the receiving end, of said unappreciation, uh, do we react as men? Do we internalize? Do we try to have that conversation? Or do we just say, fuck you, I'm going to, you know, and I'm gonna drink it away? Well, I think people get lost on, and, and you guys mentioned it a couple times, love languages. Um, and in language, there's two parts right? There's the communication and there's the listening. But the only part that we seem to focus on when we talk about love language is the receiving part, right? Nobody thinks about the listening part, right? So I I think that's part of the overall grand scheme issue. Um, We only think about how we want to be loved. We don't think about how this person loves. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. And then as black men, once we open up and we try it and we face pain, we face adversity, we, we face heartbreak, uh, we already stepped out and exposed ourselves just to love. So now we don't know what to do with the rejection, the hurt, the pain, um, the uh, return of, of, of our act of love. We don't know what to do with that. So I think that then sets us into a spiral and then there's nobody really for us to go talk to about it. So you're right. We do internalize. We do, um, seek ulterior, ulterior, um, coping mechanisms because we don't know what to do now. Right. If I go talk to my boys and be like, oh, man, you know, I did this, blah, blah, blah. This is what she said. Oh, y'all soft ass. That's why you shouldn't have done that in the beginning with told you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> is that really what we say, Carol? 
It'd be more vulgar than that, though, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Right, exactly. Like, go see Snoop talking about Gail King. It goes down like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? Um, but, uh, so, yeah, we, we just don't have that structure. We don't have that structure to learn to deal with that. And a lot of that has to do with, look, we ain't learned how to love from our fathers. Right. For some of us, you know, our fathers weren't there. We didn't see that. Um, uh, BJ, I meant to ask you, did you understand how your father loved your mother? And that was one thing we didn't get back to, but I did think about that as well. And I would say now I recognize it. Growing up, it wasn't like a conscious thing I thought about on a regular basis. Now I can definitely say I, I see the things he was doing and things he did, because I, I emulate my father in many different ways. Um, and I think I share a lot of the same frustrations that I that I also witness as well, right? Because that, that was was my home life perfect? No. Was there, was there arguments or was there frustration with it? Yes. But I know at the end of the day, my father loved my mother. Um, and and I, I know that because of again, I go back to when I reflect on how he how I act, and then like, damn, that's my father. <laughs> like that's that's the thing. I I see it and I feel it, and I I can see the same things repeating itself as far as the actions um, about being there, like Ian stated, the actions to 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 do it, but not having that. Like my 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 father grew up in rural South Carolina, where they didn't even go to school. If you you had to work the farm. They lived on the, my family's house now is on the plantation that they used to work, right? Seriously. You couldn't get the 13 kids because kids had to stay home and work their farm. You got beat for getting up and go to school because you needed to be home working on the farm. That's when my dad left in high school. Wow. Like, seriously. So it's, it's not the, when I say, I tell my uncles I love them, like, that's not a far stretch. Like, when I say that, like, when I really say that, I think I blew their mind. Like, that's just the the way that I say that, and again, not minimize, that was the way they were raised. So again, I see the things my father did around the house and was doing and things, little things he would do now and then, I like, did I see in myself now? And then I like, I know, I know for a fact, I can say that I know my dad loved my mom. Right. And I know my mom loved my dad, regardless of all this, this stuff that happened in the but what's interesting, though, is it took you becoming a father and being a husband to understand what that love was. And if you didn't do that or let's say you weren't still in the house with your kids, you might not have ever realized what that love looked like. Agree. Mm-hmm. And I, I could trace it back to the probably past relationships as well, um, mm-hmm. where the same conversation about not showing enough affection or doing this or your love language not meeting your not not measuring up to what you feel that love language that love language is i see i see that i totally honest with myself about the situation mm-hmm. i can trace back to many different conversations of, of past relationships gone and understanding why now like i see it was right. it no but again I, I can't even say I didn't know better. That wasn't, that's not the thing. It's not, not I didn't know better. There was no real way, uh, there was no measuring stick. There was, I, I thought I was right. 
there was no model for that. Correct. And that's, 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 that's how we got here because you didn't realize the things that your dad was doing to express love until now. Um, so that means that you didn't get a chance to see what happened when love got tested, when love got pushed, right? You're only realizing that now after the fact, but Agreed. for those of us that didn't even have a father in our house, that was it. Like you didn't, you didn't get to, there, there is no realizing that now for me. Right. So granted, you know, once my mom got remarried, okay, I understand what it is to have a father now that says that, you know, he loves me, whatever. I see what he does from my mom, but I started learning that as an adult. I ain't learned that as a child. Right. So in, in many respects, we're behind as black males in understanding the full scope of love of loving someone, something, and then something happening, being able to get through that and still love, we're still learning that. So as Ian said, you know, it's a work in progress and it's a work in progress, not just from male to female, husband to, 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 to wife, you know, boyfriend to girlfriend, it's from father to son, father to daughter, mm-hmm. um, brother to brother, right? Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. You know, when I tell one of y'all, I love you, you know, for a, a, a quick second, you're like, oh, wait a minute, he catfishing, what are you doing? Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. it's still something that we're learning. And I think it's just a matter of we've been set back so far. And look, I don't want to go back and talk about, you know, all the stuff, but there's some, there's some, tra- there's some trauma in there Definitely. that, that we have experienced and that, we're still trying to heal from and and we're trying to understand where do we go from here. But I think it's conversations like this, that look, when we going to get into a room with 20, 20 black males and have this conversation, right? Who's even going to show up? Right. So I don't know. Um, I I thought it was a great topic. Um, I love it. It's one that needs to be further expanded. Um, And who knows, maybe we'll, Maybe we'll host the the first thirteenth floor um I don't know seminar workshop something who knows we'll see there was one thing I know you're going at the first real quick but you said something because I always would go back again y'all said something told me something that day about ground or something but I had went back to uh, a scripture the other day because this one scripture had been coming up over and over again um since the time I took the stage last year, that, that one Sunday that I preached. Um, and that was 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Um, because that was directly from my grandmother, though. Um, that was the scripture she picked when she planned her funeral. <laughs> um, one of the last things to be read for everybody to walk out of her funeral with before before when it was said and done like she planned her funeral she planned the thing and she wanted that scripture read but earlier in that same passage the definition of love and i know almost everybody who is in here now or listening has heard it before but i think we over overlook it and we talk about what is love what does that really mean and if you've been to a wedding whatever i know you've heard it before love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. 
It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Now, whether you're talking about your relationship um, with a significant other, the community you live in, the world we live in, your son, your daughter, your mother, your uncle, whoever the case may be, those principles um, kept at the back of our mind and all that we do, no matter if it's the love we say, it's the actions we do. So this is behind, behind all the I love you has to be actions. So again, not boasting, not being proud, does not dishonor, is not envious. Those are different things that we need to check in our own relationships on a regular basis too. That if those are the things we were there, we need to go back to the definition, how are we defining that love we say and the actions we carry out. Again, no matter what relationship that is. Man, BJ, that was right on time. If I didn't have to go to the fresh ovation, I'd go ahead and end the podcast right there. But that was beautiful. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remember you can get this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Vimeo, YouTube, and uh, soon to come title. I think I done figured out a plug, uh, but we're going to get there and keep that on the coming soon. Fresh Adente. Yes, hey, man, fresh you the moderator, man. You didn't have to go to fresh ovation, man. You could You could do whatever you want to. You the moderator. But then he'd have been telling me about how I be slide, sneak dissing and under the he bus. He hate you. He still gonna love you. I, I probably he gonna love me, buddy. <laughs> I'm right here. Y'all can talk about me like I'm here, but I mean, I probably wouldn't <laughs> want to let you. I mean, it's the 13th floor. You got all you, like he said, you as a host. I wanted to say nothing, but it's all good. We here. We live. We direct now. We in fresh ovation. Y'all feel that cold breeze? I know you do. All right. Um, this one, as I, I would be stepping, to, you know, something I would enjoy to hear on my Friday. Uh, as I'm going into, you know, my Saturday about to shut down Wake Fest again, uh, Wynwood, Florida, uh, uh, Miami area. Y'all go ahead and check that out, 15th of this month. Uh, but anyway, today my confidence is high. My desires are clear and I set my intentions with laser-like focus. As I move through my day, I will focus on accomplishing small tasks that complete the bigger picture. Be confident today as no one has accomplished what you have in life. However, it is not always about focusing on the mountains you want to, want to overcome. Instead, focus on the steps that will lead you along the path. We tend to get overwhelmed when visioning the large project ahead, but through the focus of the pieces to complete, you can bring a large meal down to bite-sized chunks. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is fresh ovation. Y'all go ahead and check me out. Uh, it's fresh ovation out there on Instagram. I'm working on that Facebook social media about to be piz in, but y'all get fresh evaded. We out here, you know what it is. None other than the fresh dente. Believe that. There it is, Coach K. You got something for the for the people for the men's? You know, I can always think of something. Um, but man, you know, BJ just he blew it out the water. He blew it out the water, man. So you know, let me see if I can create something here. Um, I tell you what, the one thing that we did not touch on <laughs> in this whole uh, podcast was the biggest gift that you could ever give yourself is to learn how to love yourself. Love yourself to the fullest and appreciate yourself and take the pressure off your loved ones 
because if you can love yourself completely and wholly, now you don't put that pressure on them to make you feel loved. Because if you can love yourself, then you're giving them a head start. And if you really love them, that's what you will do. You will love yourself wholly and fully um, and put that out into the world and then allow them the same opportunity and space to love themselves fully and love who they are. And then once both of you do that, no matter if it's your wife, your child, um, whoever it is, your husband, um, I think love becomes easier at that point. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening here with us on the 13th floor where the furniture is always the best. But the view Welcome to where the furniture is always the best. But the view they are amazing. It's the 13th floor, y'all. It's the 13th floor, y'all.